Hello and welcome to another episode of Butterfly Kisses, A Journey of Spiritual Transformation. I am your host, Amy Gray Cunningham, and I want to thank you so much for taking the time to join me today on another amazing episode because you guys are in for a treat today. Today, I chat with Dr. Marla Goldberg, who is a master metaphysician and a self-love ambassador. If you would like to create a positive change in your life, then hold tight because Marla is going to show you how. She helps people heal physically and emotionally by using various techniques, including space clearing and spiritual response therapy, or otherwise called SRT. And she helps clients to overcome traumas and challenges with these programs or with these modalities and with other several other modalities that we'll also go into. She is quoted as saying, when you heal something within you, it gives space for something else, such as love, to enter, which is amazing. So hold tight as we will talk to Marla in just a few minutes. But first, I want to introduce you to our next Sunday's guest, Peggy Litt. Peggy is one of the most unassuming and down-to-earth people you will ever meet. We had such a fabulous conversation. Peggy and I discuss what it means to live from your heart and outgrow your mind. She says that the biggest battle you will face on your spiritual journey is outgrowing the mind, which means letting go of who you think you are so you can become who you were created to be. This is an exciting episode, so don't miss it next Sunday, November 27th, right after Thanksgiving. And also, please don't forget to subscribe on Apple or whatever app that you're using to listen to this podcast so you won't miss an episode when it drops. And also follow me on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, YouTube, and TikTok. All the links are provided for you in the show notes so you can go find them there. And please don't forget to subscribe to my weekly newsletter. This is another way that you can be reminded of when a new episode drops. So just go to butterflykissespodcast.com or check out the show notes and you can sign up for my newsletter there. If you like what you hear today on Butterfly Kisses, please leave me a review. Five stars would be much appreciated. And also, like I always say every week, please share this podcast episode with your family and friends because the more we can inspire others to share and shine their light, the more of an impact we can make on the world. Now, please help me welcome Dr. Marla Goldberg. Welcome, Marla. Thank you so much for joining us on Butterfly Kisses today. I am so excited to have you here and to talk with you about everything Marla. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you. I'm honored you asked me to be on the show, and I'm so happy to be here. Well, thank you. So tell us about who is Marla and where, how did you get to where you're at right now and doing what you're doing? Well, it's not something I thought I'd ever be doing in my life. You know, it's one of those things you don't wake up and say, I'm going to be a metaphysician. Just like you know, people don't go wake up and say, I'm going to be a prostitute. I, it's just <laughs> something you don't, you don't plan on, but you know, somewhere in your path, it comes and my path happened like many people you know, when you hit rock bottom and you don't know where to go and you're begging and pleading spirit, you know, help me, help me, you know, I need help, and, but you don't know where it's going to come from. And mine came in the way of a woman's conference where I was in this really bad state. I was in a horrific marriage. Um, 
he was an abusive alcoholic. His kids were, well, they're my kids too, because I adopted them, but it was just so highly stressful. And I just couldn't see being in this marriage anymore, but I was like a deer in headlights. Didn't know where to turn. And there was a woman's conference and I was looking at the people who were presenting and there was a woman who was talking about how to heal yourself. And there was a little voice in my ear that just kept saying, you got to go, you got to go, you got to go. Not realizing it was spirit because I was so in my head, there was not a whole lot of room for other messages to come in. Mm -hmm. And I went to this woman's conference and I actually met her as I was looking at the exhibits, waiting for her talk time to show up. And she was lovely. I mean, her energy was wonderful, though I didn't know I was reading energy. I, she, she was just very warm. And her daughter was with her and she was warm. And when I went to the talk and she started asking those questions that you ask at the beginning of a, well, my arm went up and I think it stayed up for most of her talk. <laughs> Have you ever, do you feel like, you know, whatever it is in your life, has this ever happened kind of a thing? And at the end of the session, I signed up for her one day informational and then immediately signed up for her four day basic, not still not understanding what I was getting myself into. And I went to the one day uh, informational, couldn't wrap my mind around what she was, I was trying it to understand and trying to understand and was having the most difficult time, but I still signed up for the four day basic. And the first day, the first morning of the first day, I had my first known psychic experience, which was oh so cool because mm -hmm. I just kept praying, please don't let me disappoint my partner. We were doing an exercise where one person's the giver, one person's the receiver, and you just sit there and telepathically information comes. And I got three visions, three pictures in my mind. And one was little hands playing the piano. One was a braid that, that got snipped and turned into a rope bridge. And there was one more that I'm, I'm, it's escaping me right now. And when I shared it with her, each one of them had significance for her. And I was wow. like, oh, oh my God, <laughs> like, that is so cool. Again, still not understanding what I was getting myself into. I joined the mystery school. It was a mystery school, which is a terminology they used for hidden teachings back in the day. And they would call them mystery schools. And, you know, they would be teaching metaphysics, but because of Salem and a lot of the backlash that psychics would have and, and metaphysicians, energy healers, um, you know, in the back in the day, they used to be not publicized. They would just be like secret word of mouth schools. Anyway, I joined her school and three years later, I learned 14 uh, healing modalities, uh, hands-on, distance and verbal. And graduated her class. But due to my divorce, because I got up enough nerve to file for divorce, I couldn't go through the certification process. So I just moved on, figuring all I'll do is take what I've learned for friends and family to be able to help people and, you know, those people, the people in my sphere, and, you know, move on from there. And I just kept taking classes. I was introduced to theta healing and this healing. And during my divorce, a friend introduced me to spiritual response therapy, 
or otherwise known as SRT. It's a modality where you clear blocks, programs, and interferences and imprints on your Akashic records, both, both current and past life. And I really got into that because it turned my divorce around. And so, I mean, it went, my divorce went almost three years. And in the three years, for over two years, everything went my ex-husband's way. The judge in the case happened to have been friends with the name, the named attorney of the partner of the law firm. And he was their referee for baseball games and this and that. So everything kept going their way. And once I started working with an SRT practitioner, things started turning my way. And at the end of the day, when I got when, uh, on October 25th at 12 noon, when the gavel went down saying you are divorced, um, I got 95% of my, what the bench judge said I should have for a settlement. And their attorneys kept saying, there's no effing way she's getting any of that. Are they crazy? I can't believe they gave her all this stuff, blah, 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 blah. And that's what I ended up with. And... Um, I went home, I called her, I said, okay, when's your basic? I had to know how to do this because there was such a dramatic change in my divorce. And I was hooked from there. So what do you, what the change, how, how do you explain it? I, I mean. Well, you know, we have, we have people in our lives. Um, so for example, you and I have been in each other's lives before or we wouldn't have this connection. Mm -hmm. Not only you, but our, our friends, the people we pick up and we give back along the way of our journey. Um, we've all been involved before in pretty much similar capacities, but they have left imprints or wounds or blocks, programs that need clearing. And what happens through SRT is that it clears the Akashic records, which then open up. So when you heal something, it gives you space for something else. When you remove something, it gives you space for something else. And so I, it just, we cleared between myself and the judge, his attorneys, him and I, um, the bailiff, the clerk, anybody sitting in the courtroom. I mean, all of that kept getting cleared up until the October 25th of 2006. And so it's, it, it was, it's just a really powerful modality. Not many people know about it. Mm -hmm. It is tried and true and incredible. Even just clearing extra souls off of somebody, somebody's being, their energetic being, is will is enough to make them, you know, lift their spirits, make them feel better, feel lighter, feel more flow in their life because all of this debris has been removed. Toxic streams are closed, portals are closed, and the remnants. You know, the, the toxicity, the stuff that gets kicked up into our energetic field is removed. And just doing those things is enough to really change somebody and how they feel about things. I remember you did that for me one time at the bag lady, and I really felt so much lighter afterwards. It was an amazing, energetically, I felt lighter, lighter and yeah, freer. So and yeah. it's, it's, it's powerful. It's truly powerful. And I've seen it change so many people's lives and, and their trajectory and, and they're both professionally and personally, I'll tell you a quick story. So when I was dating my current husband, 
he did not believe in any of this. And I was trying to explain to him energy healing. And, you know, there's a parlor game where you like gather up the energy and then you separate your arms and you, uh, you know, slowly pull your hands in and you can start feeling the energetic ball that you just gathered. I was trying to show him that and I knocked over a bottle of wine and he goes, I don't believe in any of that stuff. If it's, I'm scientific because he's an engineer and he goes, and if it's not replicable, I don't believe it. And it's like, okay, so, you know, I don't bother. If you're not interested in hearing about it, I'm not interested in sharing it. And I'm not offended because it's, it's their journey, not mine. I know what mm -hmm. I know. They know what they know. And we leave it at that. Fast forward, um, his business was being challenged energetically, you know, like he was going through one of those slump years and he's like, okay, Marla, I'm going to pay you to clear my business. You let me know, you know, I, you just do it. So for once a week, for 10 weeks, I cleared his business. He re-upped again. He said, I need you to still clear, clear between me and this company and that company and this proposal and that proposal that, and everybody kept telling him these, these, proposals were dead, dead in the water. I said, they're not dead. I said, they're going to come alive again. And they did. So this year where he was down probably a half a million dollars in his business, he ended up breaking even. So, and at the time it was just he and his son in the company. Mm -hmm. And he was just like, oh my God. And the next year he was up 20%. And the next year he was up another 50%. And it's, it's been growing ever since. And I still do work for him and clearing his business and, you know, doing my Marla stuff on his business. And, <laughs> and it has just blossomed. He now has 11 people in his office and he's going into companies that he never thought he would go into. He would get into, mm -hmm. and it's just growing. And it's because of SRT, because we, you know, I moved the blocks to allow the flow. It's like if a beaver builds a dam and you break through the dam, what happens? There's water. There's, yeah, there's flow. Very cool. So is this part of the space clearing that you also provide along with the SRT? Well, space clearing is a different modality, a different technique. And my space clearing is a little bit different. You know, sometimes people go in with their sage, which is great. They might do some sound healing, you know, bang things to, to move the energy, which is great. But what I do is a very comprehensive way of clearing space. And I don't have to be there as long as I get a floor diagram and where all the electronics are laid out and all the big furniture is laid out. Um, I, can, I can do it from there. But not only do I follow the flow of energy, um, and when there are stress points, I clear them and you'll find stress points in your chair. You'll uh, at the front, at the door handle. There's a lot of stress points in your closet. What are stress? stress well, where you drop stress. So what happens is we're, you know, how we shed skin as humans, mm -hmm. you know, it's my, it's so you, you don't even know it that you're doing it, but you do, well, you do that energetically. So let's say you're going through a really challenged time. Um, or you work in a very high stress business and you come home and you sit in your dining chair and you have your meal, but you know, in the back of your mind, all the stress is working. It's like you're dropping 
grains of energetic debris and it builds up and it blocks flow in your home or you're in your business. Um, the reason I say at the door, because you open the door to go in, you know, to go out um, and for, other, you know, to open the door for whatever the reason is, but you're dropping stress you know, energetic stress points. And so it builds up. And so like I use a dowsing rod and a pendulum. So the dowsing rod, if you find a place where there's a block, my dowsing rod goes like this and it gets all crazy. And it's like, okay. And then I follow up with using the pendulum in, in the clearing process and clear it so that I have, you know, bring flow where flow is supposed to go. And it's like, I don't know if you've ever been to Boston, but they, they have, um, their roads in Boston and the city of Boston are based on the cow paths. So they're really crazy roads. And that's what, how energy, it doesn't, it, energy is not a straight line. It flows and it curls and it swirls. And so mm -hmm. I follow the swirls with my dowsing rod and it shows me where things um, have blocks. And so I, I open those up and I clear geopathic, I geo EMFs, um, magnetic lines in you know so and there's another one water the disturbed water that flow under home so mm -hmm. and it causes disruptions in the home or it could be in an office and so the process is i will find out where the primary disturbance lies go there and then i come back and i start at the beginning which would be the first floor and then i could go to the second floor and if there's a third floor the third floor if there's a lower level i do that. And it's, it's, it's a process. It's a true process, but it's powerful in, in the results that it has. I did an attorney's once. And I, I have to tell you, I was, I was brought to her mattress and her closet. And it was just like my, you know, I was just there clearing and clearing and clearing and clearing. But it, it made a shift. I cleared her inside her car, her car seat. Because you're driving in, you know, weather. This is in Chicago, which has more weather than North Carolina. Um, but the stress of trying to get to a meeting, trying to get to work, trying to get home from work, having this, having that. And you you know how you're just like, oh, my God, I've got to get there. Well, guess what? You, you know, your seat absorbs that stress. So why not clear it? Yeah. So how often do you have to clear to keep the stress or the disturbances from... I think it depends on each person's life. It's, uh, you know, it's always individual, mm -hmm. but if somebody's in a high stress place in their life or live, work a high stress position and they're in their car with a lot of stress, I would suggest doing it quarterly, um, biannually. It just is, everything is independent based on the individual and their experiences. So does the spiritual response therapy help to alleviate the stress that they are feeling though? It's a different modality, but I okay. will share with you. I had a client and she asked me to clear her 17 year old son who had not had a restful sleep since he was 10 years old wow. and he was now 17. And on top of that, he's an all American athlete. So you know how important it is to re recharge your battery and be able to rest and all of these things. And so when I did an SRT on him, because if you're under 18, your parents can have this done for you. They, mm -hmm. they can give you give permission on your behalf. 
And what came out during the SOT session is I heard something about a Ouija board. And so I said, did he play with a Ouija board? And she, the mother didn't know, but when the father came home and we had a conversation, he goes, yeah, don't you remember his friend so-and-so came over with the Ouija board and they went up to his room and they were playing with it. And she's like, oh my God, yes. Well, what happened is somewhere in playing with a Ouija board and I'm going to do this um, disclaimer of please don't ever play with a Ouija board. Please don't ever play with one. They're, they're, they're really not safe and you don't know what you're bringing in. And most likely bringing in a more of a dark kind of energy, good energies, positive energies, energies that sit in love do not come through on a Ouija board. Okay, that being said, um, that's my cautionary note. Um, the primary disturbance was his bedroom because she brought me in afterwards to do a space clearing. The primary disturbance was his bedroom. I cleared the primary disturbance. I came back down, you know, went through what I shared with you. But when I got to his bedroom and I went to show me the flow of energy, it stopped at the foot of his bed. There was no energy flowing from the foot of his bed to the window. And I mentioned he was an All-American. His room was had nothing in it. It had no posters. It had no awards. It has no medals. It had no trophies. It had no books. It was the mattress, the furniture, and like nothing else showing, maybe a clock. Um, then I said, show me the blocked area. And it was from the bed to the window. You know, and so I cleared all that out and then the energy flowed from door to window, wall to wall. Um, but I heard that he might want to live in another bedroom and one of their sons was out of college and was not moving back home and made the suggestion to ask maybe he wants that bedroom or if you have another bedroom available. And at first he said no. And then two weeks later, he said, you know what? Yeah, I do want to take that bedroom. Well, he redecorated it. He pulled out his trophies and his medals, his books. He was studying in the room and everything. But what's weird is that when they that became the guest room, his old bedroom became the guest room. And people were saying, you know, it feels really weird in here. And even though it was cleared, it was different. It had different energy than the rest of it. Mm. But people were able to sleep in the room. And this young man was able to live out the last of his senior year, you know, sleeping without melatonin or any other homeopathic aids and was able to really um, get his personal stride back. Mm -hmm. That's amazing. Yes, energy can definitely leave an, definitely leave an imprint in areas and spaces and it does. Yeah, especially negative energy as well. So what other kind of causes of disturbance could take place in a house or besides stress? And well, illness, because mm. there's stress with illness. I mean, it's, it's just, you know, it can leave um, an imprint, especially if there's anger with it, mm -hmm. a toxic relationship. We've all walked into a place after our friends might have had some bickering and felt something off. That's that's the energy that gets left behind. Areas like that can get cleared and cleaned. Um, and so there's more flow and you don't feel 
mm-hmm. that um, energetic disturbance from the heightened relationship issue that might have gone on. What kind of disturbance can affect the water in the house? Well, so we have underground, you know, we sit, we're on land. What What's in the middle of, of the earth but water? It's in the earth, it's on the earth, on top of the earth. And people, so for example, where I live in Cornelius right now, I live on a lake. Well, there's lots of water underneath this. And mm-hmm. so it could cause disturbances based on the pipes that might've been used before the buildings were built. Um, it's just various forms, but you know, energy is energy. So if it's um, electromagnetic, geopathic from earth being moved, um, cemeteries, you know, you might be, I have your house on top of a, a cemetery, not knowing it, that could cause issues. Um, and from moving the earth, Mm-hmm. can cause issues and then of course electromagnetic fields definitely can cause issues like i yeah. i always look at electrical lines saying nope i would never live i won't live here because of this mm-hmm. yeah without a doubt without a doubt so you're intuitive life coaching yes why would somebody want to hire a life coach what are some of the reasons that they would they would hire you well, people, people are always looking for answers. They're looking for guidance. They're looking for help. Um, and they hire me because I come from a different perspective and I get my intuition. So you and I can both read, you know, give somebody information. They could ask us the same exact questions, but the information you give mm-hmm. will be, could be very well be very different from the information I get. Mm-hmm. And so People come to us for the guidance. What information am I getting? You know, why isn't my, what's going on in my business that that's, that's causing my business not to grow? Well, let's find out, you know, so I'm guided by my, my guides, their guides, their high self and my high self connect. And I get the information from it and I give it to them based on what their high self wants them to know. And it helps them in their life. But I do more of what's in the moment mm-hmm. we have somebody says will i be married in a year will i find my boyfriend in a year i don't do those kind of readings because you just change one thing that's going on in your life and you change the whole reading you know or it's like what i call grabbing water you know people just hang on to it like they say oh yeah i see i see a tall i'm you know, person who's dark, they're very good looking, and you're going to meet them in a very unexpected way. Well, instead of living your life and being in the moment, you keep searching and searching for that person. Like, oh, is this the one? Is this the one? Is this the one? Well, to me, it's like grabbing running water, expecting to hand, have a handful of water, but all you have is a wet hand. <laughs> That's a great analogy. I like that. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> very cool. So when you got involved in this intuitive work and the Akashic records and everything, you had said that it was definitely not something that you, you thought you would ever do. What, what did your family and friends think when you said, hey, I'm going to start clearing house, houses and working with people intuitively? Well, my family, like they didn't get it. 
many people didn't get it. Maybe many people didn't understand. I've been a serial entrepreneur. I've had an event management company. I've had a candy manufacturing company. I've had a bakery. I've had a pet taxi. You know, I've had, so people, so going from these very, very non-esoteric kind of career decisions to something so esoteric, they're like, huh? Like, <laughs> what are you doing? You know, and when I started 20 years ago, it wasn't as prevalent as it is today. It wasn't as open and out there. People were still like, huh? And then of course, because I was one, I was a different person. They're like, oh, she can't do that kind of thing. You know, like they would, they would throw that kind of stuff, projection on me or to me or about me. Um, and it's, and it, I had got to a point where I was like, you know what? I don't really care whether you believe me or not, whether you use, you know, you're not my person. You're not my avatar. You're not the person I'm meant to help. If you have that kind of a belief system, because it won't work anyway. Mm -hmm. You know, I will always work with a skeptic, but if your mind is closed, I will not work with you. Save your time, save your money, save my time, because it's not going to, you're not going to find any results because you're not open to the results. You have to be at least open to receiving whatever might come mm -hmm. or you're not going to receive anything because it's like me running up against a brick wall energetically. Yeah, I know my my husband, when I first told him the the work that I wanted to do, and I had started off with Reiki, and he had no clue. He was totally baffled by the whole thing. He allowed me to work on him and practice on him, but totally baffled by the whole thing. And I remember trying to explain law of attraction to him one time. <laughs> And in his analytical mind, he went online, he Googled it, he researched it, he, you know, and we, we had long discussions. It was very an interesting conversation. And uh, so coming, quote unquote, out of the spiritual closet was an interesting endeavor for me. So. It is. And now look at him now and what he does in helping you on the other side. Oh, yes. He's so very. And it's so funny because after he crossed, after he passed, he had to come back to me and say, yep, you were right. <laughs> it's like vinegar for them. <laughs> like tasting vinegar. <laughs> and I'm like, uh-huh, see. <laughs> but now, I mean, he he helps me with, with the podcast and with questions and with, you know, finding guests and bringing guests to me and the people that need to hear it. He's so very active in it. And I just love that. How, what a great, you know, union. The woman who founded Delphi with her husband, he's on the other side. Delphi University mm -hmm. is a school I go to up in Georgia. Um, and he transitioned, I think it was February of 2018, based because of an accident that he had. Um, and he's co-authored books with her. He is, you know, he just works on the other side and he tells her what's going on and what's there. And, and together they're still teaching people mm -hmm. based on what they're putting out together. Yes. And it's, it's, it's amazing that the type of support that I receive from him now. And like, even this morning, I told him, I said, okay, we have a podcast coming up. I need to let, I need you to let me know you're around. Although I know he's around. So I know I have, he's around. <laughs> oh Yeah. I have these feathers that he leaves me all the time. And Aww. I had gotten up. It was right before we were, we were to meet on the call. I got up and went to go get tea 
And when I came back into my office, right in the middle of the floor was one of the feathers that was in my container of feathers that he leaves me right in the middle of the floor. I mean, I would have had to stumble over it going out the door to go get tea. Right. So I'm like, okay, you're here. Let's go. It's time to get moving. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Wonderful. I mean, that's, you can't ask for better support than that. Exactly. Exactly. You know, I've, I call it the, um, the stories of the traveling feathers because he's always leaving me feathers everywhere, which is so cool. But uh, so past life regressions, you also do past life regressions. I do. How does that work? I love that. So past life regression, you know, people are like, oh, I've always been interested in, you know, my other lives, but it's really a tool for healing. And what will come up um, most likely, not necessarily in every situation, but will be a lifetime where you need healing because it's something's going on in this current life that you dealt with in a past life or maybe didn't completely deal with it and it's going on again because you know until you learn your lesson your lessons come back over and over and over again mm -hmm. and past life regression is a tool to heal the past which will then heal the present and so in past life regression you go into a light trance and i take you on a journey and I document what it is the journey is for you. And then we go through a healing process for whatever the, the lifetime is we get to. And then we move forward with that. And it's different than an Akashic Records reading, which I don't do. Because Akashic Records reading, you can learn about, you know, three, five, you know, lifetimes through the practitioner, depending upon you and the practitioner. In a past life regression, you get one past life because the process takes the entire time and you don't want to rush through this. It's not like, you know, just tapping on and moving on. You want to really delve into what's going on in that past life and what you were feeling and what you were experiencing so we can be healed. And that's the purpose of the past life regression I do. Now, do the clients remember what happens when you go through the past life or? So we record it. And they get a copy of their recording. So what they do, and I do, and again, no time or space in spirit. I do it virtually. Mm -hmm. uh, so nobody has to worry about having to come to my, my space or me come to theirs. They can be comfortable in theirs. I'm in mine. And we have our process together. And what I do is I take me off the video because once we're in the process, I don't want them looking back at it and focusing on me and what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. I want them to focus on hearing what they were receiving, what they, you know, what they were experiencing. Is it kind of like hypnosis? It's a light hypnosis. I wouldn't, because I'm not a uh, hypnotherapist, but it's a trance and it, it's sort of like getting you into your theta so that you can tap into the, the past life that you end up going to. Can you make me quack like a duck? No, I cannot because I'm not a hypnotherapist and I'm not one of those entertaining hypnotherapists that have people do odd things. That was the question, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no. <laughs> Nor would I want to make you quack like a duck. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Just so you know, he's laughing right now. So. I hear him. <laughs> 
we went we went to just to tell you a, a little backstory on that uh, my husband smoked a lot and i really wanted him to quit smoking so i took him to a hypnotherapist oh okay uh to and he was so petrified about going because he was so afraid that that person was going to make him quack like a duck <laughs> that's so funny so so that was that's the reason for the question well, and I understand that when I was at a Sweet 16 party, they had a hypnotherapist as a guest. And mm -hmm. for some reason, I was one of the subjects. And he hypnotized me. And I remember I could hear people's comments like, oh, she's faking it. No, this isn't real. Bah, 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 bah. But yet he ended up lifting me up, laying my the heels of my feet on the back of one chair my neck on the uh, on the other chair and was pressing down on me and I didn't budge and then people were going like oh, oh my god but you know so I was a good subject because I was able to go under and and really follow his lead it's dangerous you have to I think hypnotherapy can be very dangerous unless you know you have a very ethical therapist working with you yes well I know for Chuck he did not he was hesitant about it, so it, it did not work for him. But I've known other people who have gone through hypno hypnotherapy to quit smoking or to quit certain behaviors that they wanted to quit, and it's worked because they were ready. So do and they open? Yes, and open to it. Yeah. So do you need for all of these practices that you do? Obviously, do the people need to be open to it? I mean, you said skeptics. You work with skeptics, but not closed-minded. So right. Because they work? do have to be open and a skeptic can say, you know what, I'm going to let you try and see what the results are. This isn't normally my belief system, but you know what, you know, I'll let you do this and figure out my husband's an example of that. Um, and how, you know, he didn't, he, he, what, he, he was skeptical. He, he went from not being open to being skeptical. But then when I did my thing and things turned around, he then said, oh, okay you know it's always like that missouri thing you know i'm from missouri show me it's the show me state you know it's like you have to show me you have to prove it to me and mm -hmm. once it was shown to him and he was like uh oh and now he's one of my biggest cheerleaders i mean he'll tell people what i did for his business all the time that's amazing but, i love yeah. it yeah. so yeah i mean being open makes it a lot easier you get more when it's open, when you're open. It's like the difference between an open door and a crack in the door. Where will you get more fresh air? Where will you get more sunlight when the door is fully open? Another good analogy. I love that. Yeah. One of my favorite quotes is your mind is like a parachute. It doesn't work unless it's open. <laughs> That's great. I'm going to have to use that one. That's Please great. do. Feel free. Yeah. That is open. So how can people find you? Where can they go to hire, to hire you for any of these services? And what about your podcast? So check me out at Marla Goldberg and Goldberg has two rs.com. You can check out my website, all that I do on it. I have blogs, I have inspirations. I have my podcast guided spirit conversations, which I'm so excited to share. I, when I was, um, I did a talk at Harvard a couple of weeks ago and I had gotten an email from something about someone about uh, top spiritual podcasts. So I looked it up and my podcast is in one of the top 100 spiritual podcasts. 
Thank you. I'm so excited. I was like, oh my God. <laughs> I, I was clueless, clueless, because I don't go checking those things. I just put on my show. And my show is very similar to this beautiful show um, where I bring in amazing people to talk about what they do and how they work with their, their clients so that people who are searching will learn something from the conversation or they will resonate with who's the guest and, and reach out to them and work with them because of the conversation we've had on the show. I love it. So, and, and I have to, I have to say that I I've had a mini reading done by you uh, at the bag lady one time. And it was, like I said earlier, it was phenomenal because you really opened me up and I felt so much lighter. And thank you. I appreciate that. And I always tell my clients, you know, you may not necessarily believe what I'm telling you, but you know, take it out for a test drive, put the training wheels on, take it out, see what happens. The worst, you, you know, worst that can happen is you lose a little bit of time trying. And the best that can I happen. I like that. Yes. Put on the training <laughs> wheels, go out there, take it for a test run, you yeah. know, see if what I haven't done didn't help. Exactly. And exactly. here's what I've learned. And I heard, and I, I was listening to somebody else, this is a zillion years ago, but it was somebody who was talking about, maybe it was, she was a guest on a podcast, but she was talking about how as healers, as metaphysicians, you're, when you're well-trained and you do your thing and people go out and sabotage themselves and they say, oh, they're terrible. But the reality of it is, is don't let them project their stuff on you by saying you didn't help them. You didn't do your work because you did. It's, it, you know, it's a partnership working in conjunction with each other as a partnership and we each have our roles to play and our duties to perform and as a as a receiver as a client your job is to be open and allow the process to take place mm -hmm. you know and as the healer metaphysician your job is to do the best job you can for the for your client mm -hmm. and it, it works together that is so true definitely well, one last question for you that I yes. ask everyone. If you have an hour to sit and speak with someone, whether that person be on this side of the veil or the other, who would it be and what would you talk about? Oh, gosh, there's so many people. I mean, on both sides that mm -hmm. I would want to talk about, uh, talk to. Um, so there was a psychic medium by the name of Arthur Ford. And Arthur, um, actually, there's a gentleman by the name of Steve Smith at Delphi University who channels Arthur. Um, I would love to sit with Arthur or Dolores Cannon. Um, she, I mean, the information, the insights that they would be able to bring through conversation is so powerful. And they're, you know, and, and you know, in the course of our lives, we learn so much, but we forget that we've learned it until we're reminded of it. And I know through conversations, things will be reminding, you know, be, I would be reminded of things. Um, I would learn new things and different perspectives because the perspective on the other side of the veil is so different than the per perspective on this side. Yes. That is awesome. Dolores would be a great person to talk to. Oh, oh yeah. Just... Both of them. I mean, I've talked to Arthur. Them, He's yeah. phenomenal. Yeah. But yeah, Dolores. I mean, there's so many on the other side that um, 
I would love to talk to the Banger Sisters. I think are the Bangs. They're, I mean, it's not like the Banger Sisters, the movie with Susan Sarandon mm-hmm. and Goldie Hawn. It's not about being banging musicians. This is <laughs> they, they were sisters who were mediums, and they were, you know, there was there was stuff that went on, you know, through their process. You know, there are people like that who are just I would just love to talk to and and learn more from. Yeah, the Banger Sisters were very insp- inspirational in the uh, mediumship. Yeah, and psychic uh, world. So yeah, that would be that would be a good. As call. Arthur was, and there's so many. There's just so yeah. many. Exactly. Mine would probably be Wayne Dyer right now. Oh love. yeah, he's great. Oh Isn't my he god, awesome? he was great in the physical. I'm sure he's even more magnificent on the other side. Yes, yes. It's um, and his daughters are starting to take um, take his path now. Serena, yes. Serena, and oh, I can't remember the other one. But they wrote an excellent book, excellent book um, about their father and, and the lesson. What they learned from him, the lessons they learned. I mean, can you imagine having Wayne Dyer and That's all of his insights as your father? Yeah, exactly. Yeah, amazing. One day I'll meet them. Who knows? But well, Marla, thank you so much for joining us thank today. I love having good conversations like this and just chatting and learning. And it's just been wonderful. So thank you. Thank you. I appreciate you inviting me on. And we always have good conversations. We always have. We, yes, we do. <laughs> <laughs> Lots to talk about. And thank you for not making me quack like a chicken or a duck. A duck. <laughs> Quacking like a chicken would be pretty interesting. <laughs> He's rolling around up there. <laughs> oh, yeah. He's just like, duh. Go again, Amy. <laughs> but we, let, we, we end on humor and there's nothing better than humor. It raises the vibration. <laughs> That is so true. And he, he loved, Chuck loves to laugh. So he, bless him. <laughs> Thank you, Chuck. <laughs> thank, thank you, Marla. <laughs> so grateful. Thank you so much. And I thank you everybody for being a part of the show. Yes. And I will have uh, information for Marla and where to find her in the show notes. So please check those out. Perfect. Thank you for joining me on another episode of Butterfly Kisses, a journey of spiritual transformation. If you like what you've heard, please subscribe by hitting the subscribe button. This way you won't miss it when a new episode is released. Also, if you're interested in learning more about Akashic Record readings, you can schedule a free 15-minute consultation with me by visiting my website at amygraycunningham.com. Again, thank you. And remember, always spread your gorgeous wings, my friend, and fly. Until next time, see ya.